Hey, this is Erin with Girls and Guns. We're back here to do another podcast with Janine. So Janine, can you give me a little um, background story? Hi. Um, sure. I grew up in a house. Uh, my dad was uh, an avid outdoorsman and he shot competitively. So I grew up um, understanding gun safety. It was paramount to him that we all as a family understood um, what was in the house and how to properly handle things and take care of things. And um, when I left my parents' house after college, I told him I wanted to take a, a handgun with me to my apartment. And he gave me a revolver, of course. Of course, that's, that's what <laughs> men do. They give women revolvers. He gave me a revolver. And we talked at that point about self-defense. I think I had done a lot of self-defense courses, taken some courses when I was a teenager. And I think I'm, I would classify myself as situationally aware. Yeah, It's my natural view of life is to put my back to the wall in a restaurant and, right. and that kind of thing. So wait, let's back up for a second. So, sure. um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Northeastern Pennsylvania in the Pocono mountains. Okay. So I kind of think this has plays a part in your story because, um, well, where we record the podcast from is a more populated, more closer to the city area. So you grew up kind of more off the beaten track, right? So guns, I think in those areas are a little bit more accepted than they are in, closer to the city. I would agree. So yeah. I think it's kind of important to distinguish that from your story. Cause that's what kind of makes your story different. Like you're one of the, so far you're the only one who like didn't grow, who grew up with guns. Correct. And with an understanding, whereas like most people didn't start shooting guns right. until they were an adult. Right. So. I didn't have a, I was brought up to see guns as a tool right? and to not live in fear of them, but to see them as a tool that could be used for, to fill the freezer or to protect myself. Right. Um, and then when I moved, I moved to Newcastle County, Delaware. Out for of school, college? Out of, after school, when I got a oh, job. Oh, after school. Okay. And I took that revolver. And at that point, there were some strong discussions about um, actually using the gun in self-defense and what my dad, I can remember him saying to me that more people, you know, end up in a problem because they pull a gun and they're not prepared to use it. So you have to make that mental decision that if somebody, if there was somebody in my apartment, you know, to either not use it or to use it and know that I needed to pull the trigger right away. I needed to be in a position to defend myself and not wait because I could be overpowered or I could be, um, and I say that because a lot of the time I've spent with you has helped me to really better understand that. Why, why is that? Um, when we did Girls and Guns Weekend two years ago and we were talking about, um, we were shooting from behind a barrel, we were mm -hmm. shooting out of self-defense. Right. We were um, thinking about the ways that somebody can take your firearm out of your hands. Oh, right, that's right. You know. And the things that my dad said, I don't think I had, he was driving towards all the things that you teach us, right? He didn't want to see me in a situation where I couldn't, I would be hurt. Yeah. You, you know, you bring up like a really important point, which I try to discuss with students is if, 
if you pull out that gun, you have to know that you're going to use it yes. or at least that you're willing to use it. Right. And that could mean potentially right. taking a life. And if you're not there, like if you don't think you could ever do that, then then you should not carry a gun. Right. And you shouldn't, he said to me, you shouldn't use ever use a gun as a threat. A gun is not a threat. Correct. Yeah. And that was really what he drove home for me <clears throat> at that point. So then I found myself um, years later in divorce and a single mom. And I had every other weekend free. And this is many years after that. Yeah. I wanted to spend time with my dad. And so I would ask him, you know, if we could go to the range together. And I think it, it surprised him a little bit, but he was more than happy to take me and spend time with me. Um, he would bring lots of different things for me to try to shoot. And um, it taught me pretty well. Not enough, though, that when... The pandemic happened and I had groups of people who were asking me if I could help them learn. You know, that's yeah. kind of what led me to you. I also had found myself here, moved, moved back here um, in 2019 and I was looking for community and I searched um, NRA instructors and I filtered for a female NL NRA instructor oh, and you're um, a smart girl. <laughs> and your business name came up, Girls and Guns came up. That's and, good to know, actually. Yep. And then it came up that there was a girls' night out at Target Master. And I think that that girls' night out was February of 2020. And I couldn't make that night and didn't know enough about the organization yet um, or didn't think I did. And then the pandemic happened. And that summer in 2020 friends were asking me if I could teach them to shoot. And I knew that I wasn't, well, I'm not certified to teach people to shoot. And so I looked for somebody and it jogged my memory to find that woman that I oh, had looked up. And um, I think that's the first time I actually met you was when I came with my friends yeah, for their first lesson that we did. Um, and if I remember correctly, it was an outdoor range. It was an outdoor range, which is where I like to shoot. And we were there all by ourselves, right? Yep. And we were all there, yeah. there all by ourselves. Yeah. Well, with people who believed in the right to bear arms, but never had ever handled a gun before in their lives, but knew I had and were comfortable with me. And I remember telling one of the more fearful one of those people that it would be she, it would be better for her than six hours on the sofa with the therapist and she said you're out of your mind I'm a nervous wreck I said but when it's all over with wait till you see how you feel yeah because for me the thing that shooting does is it takes all of the traffic out of my mind it removes all of the clutter and all of the chaos of three kids 12, 13, 15, house, job, dog, you know, all of that leaves when I'm at the range because I'm focused so much on target, safety, safe gun handling, you know, proper stance, sights, everything that I've been taught and what to do um, when I'm at the range. And then at the end of that lesson, she said, I can't believe how great I feel. I said, yeah, you, you really, you do when you leave. I, I think it's a total common thread among males and females of, with shooting. When they go to the range, they are like totally zoned out. And um, it does the same thing for me too. Like I've had some really, really crazy things in my life going on 
where you're just so upset. And then I would go to the range either by myself or with a friend and pack a lunch and, and just leave there feeling, feeling good. But mm-hmm. like, like, um, you were talking about that your one friend that was fearful. It has to be, I do think even for somebody who's a brand new shooter, they can have the same sort of similar experience because they're super focused on learning. And so they don't realize it's happening until they're done. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, wow, I didn't think about anything else while I was shooting. And yeah, it's almost a form of meditation when you think about it. It is, it really is. And I guess for some people, you know, golf does that for them, you know? Right. And, but, and it's kind of weird to think that, especially if you're a fearful person and you're scared of guns and, you know, it's a loud noise. It's literally an explosion in front of your face. Like, how can that be relaxing? Don't knock it till you, you try, try it. it right? <laughs> <laughs> so then for me, I um, eventually Girls Night Out started again. Actually, I think I went to Girls and Guns Weekend before I went to a Girls Night yeah, Out. probably. And I was encouraged there. Some of the women that are common friends of ours encouraged me to join the national organization. And... Um, I look forward to Girls' Night Out for the community that it's given me. Uh, I think the remarkable thing about the gun community is that if you took us all and lined us up in a group of people, you would never, you would never pick us out to be all of the people who are friends and have that community together. I totally agree with that. Right, but we have a certain respect comes from shooting with people, I believe, because. If you're shooting next to somebody in a lane and you know they know gun safety and um, you can trust them to shoot with them, then right. there's there's just a respect that you have. So yeah. it doesn't matter where we come from in life and what we leave behind. We start at that, that point. Right. Um, we welcome new people in, you yeah. know, regardless of every possible thing that you can think of. Like you had mentioned that, yes, you were looking for community, you know, somebody to to do this go blow up steam and somebody that supports your, you know, line of thinking and stuff. But you said you were really pleasantly surprised to find that the different relationships that formed beyond just going to the range. Right. Initially, I thought it would just be something I did, a group that I got together with every month to go shooting. But friendships, true friendships have developed with people that I wouldn't have necessarily even met, even met, right? People of, you know, older than me, younger than me, in different life situations than me, Um, deep, true friendships. Aaron, you even, I bought a new house, an old house that (laughs) needed a lot of work. And Aaron, Aaron showed up with her needle nose pliers (laughs) to help me pull staples out of my floor. Um, So it goes beyond just our gun stuff, these yeah. friendships form and, you know, we, we are there to help each other and yeah. pull nails out of hardwood floors. Right. Have and our legs fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. I think the women that I've become friends with through this, you know, shared passion that we have, it doesn't matter what they would need. If they needed something, I'd, I'd be there. Um, and then I mentioned, I think, you know, I lost my dad last year right? and he was a hunter and he took my kids hunting and hunted with my brother, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do until really a few years ago when I became, by 2018, I started getting back out into the woods, camping and hiking. And I just thought, you know, this is another way that I would really like to 
better myself, you mm -hmm. know, learn yeah. things, a, d a different skill. Um, I certainly know a lot of ways to cook things that you hunt <laughs> and I could, <laughs> That's use, helpful. I could use that, you know, and, um, I looked last year to, to get into hunting and, um, the national organization has given me that opportunity this year. I booked a trip to go to Kansas to hunt pheasants in December. And I'm really looking forward to that. It's a group of women. I think there's five or six women who can go every year and just have to register for it. And yeah, that'll be cool. Spend a couple days with some bird dogs and flushing out some fields. That'll be fun. Yeah. I can't wait, wait, you haven't done that yet, right? No, nope, never done yeah, that before. That'll, that'll be fun. So I actually have to get Kansas hunter safety. Mm. And it's interesting. Uh, yeah. I thought hunter safety would be universally across the board. It's state by state. Safety. Well, I didn't know that. So, um, and for me, that's the ability. It, hunting is something I want to do because of my love of the outdoors, but also because it was something that my sons did with my dad and I want to be able to carry that on. Right. And I want to be able to get out in the woods with them. And as they mature and continue and want to hunt, I want to be able to do that with them. So that is totally cool. And it is like, I think I mentioned this to you before. I'm totally jealous that you had that kind of relationship with your dad that he took you out to the range because, um, I mean, my dad was a hunter and had guns and stuff, but like he didn't, he didn't ever offer it, teach me or my sisters, but he did take the boys out hunting all the time. Oh, yeah. So, you know, flash forward and now I'm whoever thought I'd be such a gun fanatic and now it's kind of like dad i wish you would have taught me how to shoot when i was younger right. and i'd be so much further in this process than i am now but i think so but you might not have the same relatability that you have to your students because i think that's you relate really well to that first time new shooter as an adult as an adult yeah and that's true perhaps you wouldn't have that and i think it's what it's true brings people to you and what's a you know what when people ask me it I know that I can send anybody to you and that you're going to take the right approach with that person, meet them where they are. Right. And, ha and help them. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So did, did we mention, um, when your kids started? No, my, I think my sons first started shooting rifles around the age of probably six or seven. Yeah. That's a good age to start with yeah. gun safety and all that. Mm -hmm. We, always employ the ideas of gun safety like throughout even with toys and things like that that's yeah. just the way i was brought up so so guns were normal guns were a normal thing guns were a normal thing in my childhood and in my children's childhood right yeah which is good so they're not afraid they're not afraid they they respect them they actually there have been times where we've not with you or not, but we've been with somebody maybe somewhere and they didn't do a three point check. And I have a nine year old looking at me saying, like giving me an eyeball, like, mom, <laughs> we got to get out of here because these people aren't being safe, you know? Right. Well, that's really good. Yeah. I'm proud of them really, but that just comes from just teaching them. It's right. just knowledge. Really. I think that the fear comes from, a lack of knowledge. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. So now they shoot, they go to the range with me and they like, they do archery and all kinds of, all sorts of things. Like, Are that. they interested in joining our youth shooting program? My youngest is. He would really like to um, 
to do that. It's going to be what Sunday afternoons, perhaps. We're still working all that detail okay. out, but perhaps, yeah. Yeah, he's he keeps asking about it. Actually, when are they doing that? When are they doing it? Because he would like he's shot some table trap and some things like that at the club we belong to. So he's got some shotgun experience, and he'd like to do that. Well, we're not going to be shooting shotguns. No, you're going to shoot a lot of different things, right? It, this particular league is a steel sh league. Okay. The one that we're doing. So it's action, pistol, and rifle. So we'll be doing um, pistol and rifle stuff. Well, I think he's game. Yeah. <laughs> he's a competitor, so. too. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the great thing, too, that if you want to compete, if you find yourself a competitor, you can do that. I'd like to do more of that as life slows down a little bit for me. Yeah. Right now so busy with kids and everything on yeah weekends. i know life gets in the way doesn't it but eventually i'll i'll get back to it you know yeah so um i don't know like what's one way i don't know in a couple sentences or something how could you like wrap up um i don't know let's see if you had like Oh gosh, I don't even know how to say this, but like if you, what has, okay, so you were, your dad, you grew up with guns in the house and your dad taught you all this stuff and, and your brother, you had a brother too. And um, I don't know, how does it, like everybody thinks of guns as being American. Mm-hmm. And I think your family, your stories to me is like the typical, should be the right. typical American story. Right. <laughs> like that, that should be it. I think, well, 120 years ago, it was the typical American story. Right. We've fallen away from that in yeah. this country. They used to have shooting teams in schools. Right. My high school still has a shooting team up in Northern Pennsylvania. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So we had always a rifle had team. One? Yep. Always had a rifle team. Wow. I regret that I wasn't on the rifle team, Aaron. Yeah. And I didn't do that. But I think that if more people, I think education is the key. Yeah. Encouraging other people who have a curiosity is important because the more that we understand guns and the more that we are around them, it's not that you become complacent. You don't. You just have... A comfort level with them and I think that it is it's a very American it's the way of America right and there are still a lot of parts of this country that are are definitely yeah. that way yeah um it's I feel safer mm -hmm. I think there there's a, a common culture today is that you're not safe where there's a gun right they've removed guns from a lot of places in the hopes that it makes us safer where I believe that the more responsible gun owners we have, the safer our society is. Yeah, I totally agree with that too. <laughs> it's like a lot of what, why I do what I do. <laughs> right. Then it's the, it's the law abiding gun owner that is the, the American. Is that, you know what I mean? That right. That's the very American way, the second amendment. Yeah. And I think I, I believe the second amendment is there to defend the first. Right. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Not necessarily the opinion of the podcaster, <laughs> <laughs> but that if, if we all have 
um, a knowledge of guns and a love of the sport of shooting and the sport of hunting, that it protects our freedom of speech and the freedom of the press and our freedom of religion. Yeah. Yeah. Hoorah. Hoorah. Wave that flag. <laughs> Where's that flag pinwheel? Right. We need that. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that you just mentioned was um, you said our country used to be that way. Now it's not. And like you, this is like why we do this, why we do what we do is exactly what you said to maybe encourage others who might be curious or might be fearful. Right. Um, maybe they are fearful and they want to keep it that way. I don't know, but right. but maybe they really don't want to be fearful. But like, I think that's so. I think, I think if you took a snapshot of all of us too, when we're at a function, now we're an all female group, but if you take a snapshot of us, we're very American. Yeah, totally. We are very American. We come from all different backgrounds, all mm. different life experiences. We're a melting pot, really. Different nationalities. We are a total melting pot. Yeah. You're right. And so it's a really, it's a perfect example of, of our Americanism. And let's end it on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Janine. Thanks for having me. Aaron. And we'll see you next time.